before we start this episode um, on Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour, episode 42. Um, Laura and Alice of that show, who I love, by the way, were kind enough to accept my sequel trilogy trivia. Um, I got them to mention Ochi of Bestoon. Uh, it was a really good time. Check them out if you haven't already. They're just incredible. Um, and thanks, guys, for taking my trivia um, to this uh, very exciting episode now. Let's go. Hello okay. there. So, wow, we just got back from what was one of the best moments I've had ever recording this podcast right now. Oh my gosh. We so just got fun. back from our panel at Force Fest. Oh wow. my goodness. What you're about blast. to hear is an hour of just utter glee. Yeah. We had um we had a one part we had we had a step up um we yeah, we had, really had a bunch of stuff discussions. in the discussions. We did a bunch um, of discussions in the chat, all of that stuff. I yeah. got to bring up Ochi of Bestoon, which is always. Like, I learned a lot. It I was, learned a lot from it, the, we, the good we referenced folks in the Legends chat. way too many times. Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff it has to do with Legends that we're talking about. Um, really cool panel that we did. Um, and I'm sorry about this, but there's no, we don't have a this month, this month. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, that's pretty much it. Hope you guys enjoy this. Um, and as always, we got to do this at the beginning because we didn't really get a chance to do it at the end. Um, follow us on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. Anywhere you get your po podcasts, you can find us. Also follow us on yeah. Twitter. Um, and yeah, may the force be with you. Uh, enjoy also this. Make sure to follow force we stuff. enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And this was this was incredible. And we will see you guys next week. Next week, what do we have, Jacob? It's even more exciting, I'd say. Next week, um, we have a very special guest, Meg yes. Dowell. Meg Dowell the, uh, is joining Starboard us. She's, Dawn podcast. And she's also ha she also also the founder of uh, Project Stardust, which is a website celebrating female inclusion in the Star Wars fandom. And she's also an associate editor at Utini which is an incredible organization designed to introducing Star Wars fans um, to the books and comics. Uh, and so we're incredibly excited to have her on next week. Uh, and so stay tuned for that. See you later. Yes. We'll do some more of this as more people uh, trickle in. But um, hello, everyone. I'm hello. Eli. I'm Jacob. Welcome and to- And we um... are um, the hosts of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Um, the Star Wars podcast where we watch all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. Um, and what are we doing today? What are we doing today, Jake? Today we're doing Star Wars opinions. So um, give a, uh, in the chat or um, in a minute we're going to unlock some spots if uh, anyone wants to come on. Um, we're going to be uh, talking about, we have some discussion questions prepped or if anyone has uh, like questions, um, comments about star wars um give us your hot takes yeah, give us your hot your opinions. takes we did an episode about this um uh it was like i don't know it was in april we posted in april um where we did star wars opinions where we've at we, where we asked each other five opinionated star wars questions um and um we discussed it on in a galaxy speaking of in a galaxy actually i'm going to post a link if you want to check out our anchor page right here here we are um i, I just posted awesome. the link to our Hello, anchor Adam page in and, the chat um Thanks and for being just here. A, yes uh, just quick plug you know check us out on all of the stuffs we have twitter we have um and we're on all everywhere you get your podcasts you know we're there um and uh yeah before we start um do you have anything to say before we go to the, like the ground like rules i guess you could say oh um they're good. Uh, j just a reminder, yeah, make a wish for the greater LA. Um, Get Vocal is matching 33% of all donations made through the Get Vocal V-Coin system. So uh, be, be sure to check that out if you want to um, if you want to make a donation. It's really awesome. Great yeah. cause. Yeah. So what I was going to go with was, 
Yeah, I think um, before we do, I just want to lay down. I, I don't think this is going to be necessary, but just in case, um, just in case, you know, um, we want to keep this, you know, I've one of the best things I've heard about Celebration, and I've been to uh, Celebration once myself, actually, um, and I've experienced this. And so one of the best things I've heard about Celebration is that's the opposite of like Star Wars Twitter. Star Wars Twitter can be a great place, but it can also be a pretty toxic pit place. As I have, and I, as many others have learned um, firsthand and just That's generally the internet. In the internet. So, yeah, um, you know, it's not to say you can't dislike stuff. This entire podcast, one of the foundations is like, oh, I love Last Jedi and um, uh, and the Rise of Skywalker and Jacob doesn't as much. Um, yeah. But, but uh, you know, today we're just, just don't be toxic. Keep it positive. Yeah. Keep, yeah um, just or just keep it respectful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep it respectful. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah, our definitely. one disclaimer before we go. Um, I actually, um, I want to. Uh, can we start with one of my questions? We got prepared a couple of questions in advance. Um, Fire away, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, if you could write like the next Star Wars Disney Plus show, um, you know they're releasing a lot of their new content on um, Disney Plus. Um, you know, we have Mandalorian, and then we've heard about Cassian, and Kenobi, and the Bad Batch, and all these people are doing Disney Plus series, and there have been rumors about people getting their own Disney Plus. If you could design your own Disney Plus series, um, then what, uh, would you, uh, what would you design it around? What would the plot be? Um, we're welcoming the hot takes in the chat, and... Um, let's open the spots now so we can hear. Yeah, if anyone um, for, wants to step for up. Me, if you don't feel this, comfortable, just yeah. sit in the chat. For Doesn't me, I'm gonna go, um, I'm gonna talk about, um, one of mine that I was talking to you about, uh, earlier, Jacob, which is a TV show about, which is, um, episode zero. Episode zero. Basically, it would be really cool to see a TV show about all the events that led to the blockade of Naboo in the Phantom Menace. Um, that's that's one of my pitches. Um, and we could see how the Republic was bogged down in corruption. We could see Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan going on their final mission. You know, we saw in Season 7 of the Clone Wars on Yerbana, um, Obi-Wan and Anakin's final mission before they go to rescue the Chancellor. Um, and I would be interested to see... Excuse me. I'd be interested to see... Um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's final mission before their tasked to negotiate a trade deal with the Trade Federation. So it would kind of be about the, would it be about like the politics of the Republic and the Jedi? Yeah, it would be, yeah. Kind of, um, but it, it would, be, would include Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. It would be include Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. They should, they should totally bring uh, Liam Neeson back. I'd love to see him. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I'd also love to see Terrence Stamp, I'm pretty sure is his name, as uh, Finis Valorum, uh, and stuff like that. Um, that's just one of my pitches. Yeah. Um, in the chat, or gra grab a spot, or if you don't feel comfortable doing that, go uh, type it in the chat. Um, either just one of your hot takes, you want, yeah. or um, or your opinion about like what the next, what a cool Disney Plus show for Star Wars would be. Oh, um, we're waiting on anyone to do well, that. Yeah, I'm gonna go say, ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead. I would do. Um, th th this was a. This is probably something that quite a few people might say. I think I would, I would do something for a Rebels follow-up show, something um, where because you know how Ezra and Thrawn got transported by the giant space tentacle squid whales to the uh, <laughs> the to the unknown, ostensibly to the unknown whales. regions. We can assume. So I think a show involving the unknown regions, getting to see the Chiss ascendancy. Oh, on, that'd um, be that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm excited because we got um, oh, hello, chaos. Dave. Hello, um, I just wanted to say, uh, following up to Jacob's idea, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, we got we're getting that new book in about a couple weeks, which I've ordered. Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, which is the part of the new Ascendancy trilogy, which is going to show a lot of that. So I'm excited for that. Go ahead. What's your hot take or answer to that question? Uh, great. Yeah, I was just sitting and watching you guys, and you were saying you wanted people to actually add in, so here oh, I am. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for putting on the panel. Um, I think the Chiss idea sounds great, but I was thinking a great... How about a show about, like, the Cloud Riders from Solo? I'd love to see that. 
Interesting. That, that, sounds, that sounds awesome. See, I think I, that would be, I'm drawn yeah. to the epilogue. There's an epilogue of the solo novel, which shows um, really? Enfys Nest, uh, which shows Enfys Nest and the Cloud Riders uh, bringing a lot of their coaxium that Han got for them to Saw Gerrera and Jin's oh. by, by him. And so, it, which really shows that they are part of the growing rebellion. Um, and so for- I'd be really interested in how that go. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm even hearing about that. So he brought, uh, or sorry, if Emphis Nest brought the coaxium to Sagarera, is that how, how Edreo Tutubes got hooked up with Sagarera in the first place? Because you might remember he was in Rogue One and he was one of the Cloud Riders, if, if you know that obscure character that I'm obsessed with. Oh, I, I don't know. I do know Tutubes from Rogue One and from Rebels. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't know he was in Solo, actually. I knew, um, what's his name? Weasel. Weasel's in uh, Solo from Phantom Menace. Um, That's the one I really want to see. I want to see a whole film. The the story of Weasel. Um, Look, everyone's got their their Star Wars obsessed thing. Jacob can... Oh, oh, um, Rofan Moore in the chat says Benthic. It was actually Benthic in Solo. Oh, really? Was that Benthic? How do we we know that, Rofan Boy? I want to know... More about yeah. all of that. Wikipedia, I don't know let's go. Um, I was just thinking to myself, you know, like everyone has their, you know, I th- I'd like to I like to say everyone in Star Wars fandom has their favorite background character, and your background character really does like, you know, I'm a big fan as Jacob can attest to you. I'm a huge oh, fan of Ochi of Destune from the Red Skywalker, and there we did it. We got the bet done. I have now successfully mentioned Ochi of Destune once. Oh, Ochi, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The rural farm boy says they weren't dressed guy. the same. He has a little Lobot ring around his head, doesn't he? Isn't he like I think a he did. Yeah. The, the yeah. funny thing is, I love that. Like, this is Lobot how bizarre my tastes are. Um, it's like I have. Um, it, it's like my favorite background in star character in Star Wars. We never see present day alive. We just see his <laughs> bones, and then we see. Um, a brief flashback of him the stabbing. The brief flash- flashback yeah, yeah. of him stabbing Ray's parents. Yeah. yeah, I was I was suppressing myself because in any normal situation, I'd actually say the series I'd love to see is an Ochi of Bestoon led Final Order series. I was suppressing that because you know Jacob would go crazy. Um, but um, but no, seriously, the episode zero. Any other thoughts about um? The Cloud Riders idea, which I really like, I think it's a really cool idea. Or about I would um, love I, any any background series like that. They just they stick out to me as one because of even what you just already said that bridging chapter in the novelization, which I didn't even know about. Like, there's a lot to tell there. Like, there's background characters in there. Like, Emphis Neff references uh, the woman. I think his, her mother, who wore the helmet before her. Yeah. yeah. Emphis Neff herself is clearly very young. Uh, so there's a story there. There's just a lot of a lot of stories there. I think it'd be really cool. It'd be a good as a like an animated show or a live action show or Matias. I'd like an animated yeah. show set in either the middle, either in the middle of episode one or two, one and two, or or episodes two and three. So like, so like either like the height of the Republic or like the Clone Wars that would focus on Jedi that we don't know as much that's interesting so like um i feel like we did get quite a bit of that in the clone War. i mean like to say we got that in the clone wars is not really doing it justice because we got like an ala secure episode here or a kit fisto episode there or you know um but it at, or and an even peel episode there it would be interesting um i know there was an animation done um about plo Koon finding ahsoka as a as a young girl and we could see that. We could see that story. I know there's a whole story around that. What do you think about that, Jacob? Um, um, yeah, I think that's a. I think that would be a great idea, Matthias. Matthias, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Sorry. Um, yeah, that, that sounds like a that sounds like a good idea. I think it would be interesting to explore the the politics of the Jedi Order, why they're um, kind of caught blindsided. Like, is it like a management? Like, like type problem or what what basically what go what's going wrong in the Jedi Order that makes them so vulnerable to and so so blindsided by Palpatine. And I I'm pretty yeah. sure if we get a in a galaxy we've discussed that like we've we've really drilled into that topic because we uh we were covering like a lot of the prequel era stuff and like I think Jacob you even wrote one of your questions around that didn't you? Um, yeah. So. Uh, I'd love to see any of that. I'd love to see any any Kit Fisto, any from the 
Jedi Council. Give me an Opal Rancisis uh, spinoff show. I would watch an Opal Rancis spin-off show for sure. But I, have to, I have to go now, guys. I just wanted okay, to pop in. All right. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Someone else pop in when I leave. Yeah. Right. See yeah. you guys later. Somebody, see you later. I did. That was cool. And uh, that was Adam really awesome. Says, Thank Empress you for that. Empress Nest would be a great character to explore separately. Oh, I, and I super Voss. agree. Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. I really yeah. want to see Quinlan So here's the thing. In Legends, Quinlan Voss survived Order 66. He did, really? And, yeah. What's the story there? He hit on Kashyyyk, basically. Um, is that the is that the ver is is Legends when he uh has the story where he falls in love with the Saj Ventress? Or am I, actually, am I misremembering canon. that? That's canon. That's canon, really. That is actually canon. But Quinlan Voss, I was just thinking, would be interesting because um he might he might um how do I say it? Qu Quinlan Voss might have survived Order sixty six again, and if he did. Really? Um, that he doesn't have a confirmed death, and 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 in Legends, he hit out with his wife and son. Now he fell in love with Ventress in Dark Disciple, but Ventress died, so it'd be a much darker ending. Not only are all his friends and the Jedi gone, but now yeah. the love of his life has died. Is that the um? Is is the Legends ending the one where Asajj Ventress is like a cyborg or something with the battle Battle of Bothawui? That's I think legends okay dan says i would love to see an animated version of shadows of the empire that would Billy, be interesting that? that would be really cool shadows of the empire for those who don't know is a multimedia project very akin to actually um the modern equivalent would be the force unleashed they did that with the force unleashed about 20 years later and it took it helped explain the events between the empire strikes back and return of the jedi um, and when was and it uh when was it created like late nineties, I think. Um, late nineties, uh, wow. And and was, they had kind of like, right when the yeah okay. And and they had and they had like it was it was it was a um, yeah only story without that um, real farm boy just said only story without a film. That's exactly how it is. It's like everything but a film. Uh, it was a video game. It was a book. It was a and no TV show, but like video game book soundtrack. Yeah, I was about to say Dan a soundtrack. Um, yeah, that's crazy. There, there was it was there was all of it, um, and it focused on or around basically they like oh no we can't have Han Solo so we'll just have Han Solo but not Han Solo <laughs> and so they made Dash Rendar um, and his ship the Millennium Falcon <clears throat> sorry sorry Outrider 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 but let's be clear it's kind of like it's so you think it's like a, a Han Solo stand-in or it's in the same vein it, he's in the same vein as Solo um and it's about their dealings with um there's this guy I, you've probably heard of him uh Prince Shizor Prince Shizor he's a the crime lord correct? yeah he's like he's like Jabba the Hutt but better um but mm. but the Empire doesn't really like him he, um and he doesn't really like the Empire, and so they're constantly. Yeah, he runs. runs he runs Black, Black Sun. Sun. Thank yeah. you, rural farm boy. Thank, Thank you. you for that. That's what, yeah, um, and okay. he's and the Empire doesn't like him, and he doesn't like the Empire. But they're like, oh, we both hate Luke Skywalker, so let's work together. That yeah. doesn't work out for long because uh, because they had some disagreements, and I'm pretty sure Shizor just gets absolutely busted and or orbitally bombarded by the Empire. Um, Is Shizor in the uh, the canon Black Sun, the one that uh? Mall. I think uh, I said uh, Red over? Five Mom Kanata's castle. I think Prince Shizor did actually want nope. to. I mean, he was trying to seduce Leia. I know that. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure Mary was in the go was was in the game for her, but I I do know seduction was in there because they have they they his species the Folly had naturally had naturally seductive powers. I'm pretty sure. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh. It would be interesting. It's, I have a feel. It's it's one of those stories that like, I never really got into, and so I only know like the visceral like outside details about it. Um, this yield a lot of discussion. Actually, Jacob yeah. has a bunch of other questions too. Yeah, should we, um, do you think we should move on to the next question? See if yeah, we get some go more go ahead. Out. Pick any one of your questions. Um, All right. Um, so. One thing that I've been thinking about recently is the legacy of the uh, the Old Republic and the Old Jedi Order. In The Last go. Jedi, Luke Skywalker says um, something along the lines of, the legacy of the Jedi is failure. So, 
Eli and anyone in the chat, if anyone wants to step up and give their take, let's have a conversation. Um, is the legacy of the Jedi Order and the Old Republic, is it a legacy of failure? I'm, is Luke right or is he wrong? Eli, what do you say, think? I will say, we recorded a backup episode of In a Galaxy that we're going to post pretty soon. We recorded it on Thursday, and Jacob asked this exact same question. Um, and I'm going to reiterate my answer, which is that the legacy of the Jedi is not failure. The legacy of the prequel Jedi is failure. The legacy of the <coughs> Jedi as a whole are a bunch of people... Wow, my lighting is going nuts right now. Um, a bunch of people who just want to help. Yeah. You know, are they good at helping? Sometimes yes. Sometimes not so much. But do they want to help? Are they interested in the common good? Hands down. Clearly, um, yeah. Luke was feeling a little salty in Last Jedi. And, you know, he <laughs> had the right to, you know. He had been betrayed. He had... He had been betrayed he he hadn't been betrayed by ben solo he just like he had yeah. honestly been betrayed by himself he regretted turning his lightsaber um he regretted turning his lightsaber on ben and he was not feeling too good on the jedi at that point because you know what path had they led them in down before yeah uh, adam said and it's worth to remember that there were a thousand years of peace before the fall of the order Yes, very good to mention. Also, um, there's that line from uh, that's there's that line from Kenobi in New Hope. Uh, For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic before the yeah. dark times. Before they, I think that and, brings and up a thousand generations. That's like legends interpreted that know. literally to mean twenty five thousand years where the Jedi yeah. <laughs> existed. Um, and so yeah. I think that brings either up either way you swing it, you know, I think that brings up a good point, which is that I think that the Jedi were um, maybe the reason that Luke is saying that is because the Jedi, like they said, um, they had a lot of they were, they were they were great in the peacetime, but they weren't so great in the wartime because that wasn't really their job. That wasn't really what the Jedi Order was meant to do. And I think that maybe some of the um, some of Luke's feelings that the uh, the, the Jedi is our failures is that they tried to be um, maybe too closely tied to the Republic. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe too much of like, um, there the, is the that warrior type. Like when Mace Windu says the Jedi are keepers hubris, of the peace, yes, not castle. soldiers. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, um, I will say also there's yeah. that line from, uh, Attack of the Clones. I think you actually just mentioned it. Um, uh, Mace Windu, we are keepers of the peace, not soldiers. Yeah, yet by the end of that movie, they're already soldiers. Um, and so they, uh, inter saying that the legacy of the Jedi is failure kind of minimizes just how powerful Palpatine was. Yeah, Palpatine yes. knew what he was doing. He knew the that dragging the Jedi into the world Jedi is failure. vision. Oh, I was going to go. The legacy of the prequel Jedi is failure only because Palpatine orchestrated it that way. Yeah, and I think while there there were definitely some underlying problems, like the Jedi clearly had a lot of hubris, but Palpatine, I think he knew what he was doing, and he used that to he used the Jedi's hubris, and I guess their um the Jedi's sense of complacency, which is pretty pretty apparent in the prequels and the Clone Wars. They're, they're kind of sitting back, like, oh wait, Maul, that's impossible. The, there hasn't been a Sith in a thousand years. I think and, he uses that to kind of blow the door wide open and completely destroy the Jedi. And I find it interesting that the first guy, the first Jedi to really realize, like, the first Jedi in the prequel trilogy to that doesn't actually die in the prequel trilogy to really realize how, not that not that doesn't actually die, besides Qui-Gon, who's always a maverick and always, you know, um, went against the Council, the first yeah. Jedi who really figured this whole thing out, or at least started to in Attack of the Clones, is Yoda. Um, and yeah. it's it's weird to me that he figures it out that soon, but it also it's also weird to me that he doesn't figure it out until then. Because, you know, Yoda, when Yoda was born, the Jedi were a hundred years off from, uh, from their last war. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, so that... I mean, I don't think like that you know, was the, years uh, is a long time, but like I still think, I, yeah, I still think the Jedi were reeling from the aftermath of that war. But none of the Jedi at yeah, the time of the Clone Wars, except for Yoda, 
we're anywhere close to yeah. the, that other war. Um, and, you know... Maybe that's where the hubris comes from. Because like, yeah. everyone was just because, accustomed to peace. They yeah, took it for granted that the Republic knew. was... Even Yoda. It's all yeah. Yoda knows. They took I it mean, for granted that the Republic was at least like a until functional like, government. And, and like, it's going to be interesting how the High Republic shakes, shakes, ships that. When, when we're yeah, talking definitely. about the Jedi and we're talking about all of that, I immediately think High Republic because it, we see in the High Republic that things are not peaceful. Yeah, they're that not. The Nile are going around and messing stuff up for people and wrecking hyperlanes and all of that stuff. And we're like, oh. So, yeah. I mean, they're not fighting the Sith. And will they ever fight the Sith in the High Republic? I highly doubt it. Um, but are they are they at peace? No, I don't think so. And yet, yeah. and yet, there's the the first book of the High Republic is called The Light of the Jedi. So there is that. Are they at peace or aren't they at peace? Yeah, um, definitely. Any again? Any thoughts? Any hot takes? Any um, uh, any opinions about this or about anything else in Star Wars? Grab a spot or um, go in the chat. Um, yeah. They were entrenched in dogma, too, and actually were not as open-minded as they appear to be. I agree with that. You know, like, in Legends, and I think this... I'm not sure if this would be in canon, but I'd like to see them add this to canon. You yeah. know, thousands of years before the prequels, the Jedi were allowed to marry. Really? And in Legends, in Luke's New Order, the Jedi were allowed to marry. Luke himself got married in Legends. Yes, yeah, they Mara were allowed Jane. to... Mara Jade, Yeah. And I and it was only with the prequels where they you know where they center themselves in the code and the law. Yes, he had his, he had his, Luke had a son, um, who he named after um, who who he named after Obi Wan, and he and Obi Wan do Luke longer than Leia and Han combined. I'm not criticizing the sequels. I just think it's a little strange how they named their son Ben, despite knowing Obi Wan for the collective amount of an hour. Um, just saying. Uh, yeah. not an hour, like a day. Anyway. Um, but what I was gonna Maybe go with was um. Maybe it was because that uh, Leia knew from her adopted mother and father, father how um, important. Yeah, how important was. he was. Maybe. Maybe that's that's just um, a theory. I don't just, know. It's that's just a theory. Um, <laughs> uh, and what I was gonna say about the marriage thing is like that the Jedi um the Jedi were so centered in their own quote, code and you must, must obey code, must do that. We see that in the, and like, even beyond the marriage thing, we see that with uh, the trial of Ahsoka Tano in that yeah, in that's that might be five. The, that was, that was be the one best of the example of it. Them. And then, and then their subsequent treatment of Ahsoka um, in season seven, um, the subsequent treatment, you know, the citizen thing from Mace Windu in, uh, what is that? Phantom Apprentice? Shattered? No, not Shattered. It, it, was, it's, it was either... I think it was Phantom Apprentice. Um, their treatment of Ahsoka... Yes, they got lost in the code, as Adam is saying here. Um, they didn't focus on... You know... They didn't focus on... They didn't focus on the right things. Yeah, um, definitely. It, uh, do you have anything to add to this? Or, okay, go on. It's interesting. Uh, I was just going to go with... It's interesting. I watch a lot of the... I used to watch a lot of those Versus series... Evan Nova 95 Gen Star I won um, uh, on YouTube. And what was interesting to me is that is they often talked about how the Jedi of the prequel era were the were some of the best at lightsaber combat. Why? Because they were in the middle of a war, but also because they had lost their way in that way, because, you know, the Jet the Jedi of that era are best in lightsaber combat. You know, the lightsaber, the one weapon that they're not supposed to use that much. Yeah. You know, they're not warriors. And yet, yeah. you know, you have lightsaber masters, Mace Windu, Anakin Skywalker, Kit Fisto, in the um, prequel trilogy, because they, tr like, because, you know, they were in wars. You yeah. know, um, Kit Fisto dueled Grievous to a standstill. Anakin dueled Dooku and Ventress more times than I can count. Um, Kenobi dueled Grievous and Dooku and Ventress, just like, so many times. Mace Windu even got in some action against um, Ventress and I yeah, I think against Ventress. Not against Dooku or Grievous, but like, you know. Um, 
They were they were lightsaber masters because they had to be, because they were in the middle of a war. Um, interesting. Matthias says that maybe Ben was not just from Kenobi. Good point. Yeah, it could have, it could have been someone else it completely. It could have we're been just somebody assuming, else. But, but I, no, actually, I just realized something, which is there's this thing in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic where I think Ben uh, Solo says explicitly to Snoke that he was named after um, Kenobi. Really? Okay. I think oh, so. Um, Adam is saying, I love the concept art for High Republic so far. The regal attire of the Jedi shows itself the differences where the priorities lie in the generation versus the more field-ready attire of the prequel Jedi. They do describe True, yeah. the Jedi as, the, like, they, they say the Jedi Knights of the Round Table. There's an Arthurian feel to it. There's yeah. a very, like... Oh, we fight for we we fight for justice, and we are trying like they they're acting more. They're acting more go with the flow than the Jedi are. The Jedi are like must protect Republic, must keep peace by by yeah. protecting the Republic. It all comes down to protecting the Republic. The it's High a- Republic Jedi, it seems like it's always keep peace, keep light alive, keep hope. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I think that um. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but also, I, it kind of that that throws me a little bit. You're right, bringing up the um, the, the artistic uh, the artistic differences of the way the Jedi are portrayed and what they're wearing in the High Republic, at least in in what we've seen so far, because that kind of goes against what was being um, I guess the implication in the movies and a lot of the media is that the Jedi, right before the Clone Wars, the kind of in the Clone Wars, I guess right before the Clone Wars, were at the peak of their arrogance. And kind of the peak of their hubris and complacency, but maybe that's maybe that's not the case. It's definitely um, it's definitely interesting. Their attire did change a lot. Red Five Mom says they seem to be able to be more individual, less collective. Red Five Mom, do you mean the Jedi in the High Republic or the Jedi yeah, think, in the I, prequel? I era? think I think they mean the Jedi in the High Republic, um, which I okay. agree with. It does seem like you know, like. I wonder if, like, in the High Republic, the Jedi are... The Jedi Council are in as much control as they are in the prequels. Because I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if a Jedi goes up to the Council and says, Hey, I felt to the call of the Force here. Can I go investigate? And the Jedi Jedi Council are like, sure, yeah, go ahead. Um, The Jedi Council of the prequel trilogy would never do that because, you know... They answer. They answer the republic. That's their thing, you know. Um, yes, yeah. at, um, Adam Gosling is how Luke, Luke ran, ran his Jedi Order in, EU, yeah. in, in Legends. Yeah, yeah. I didn't more expect to be talking so much about Legends today. This is me neither. But this, oh, this is awesome. I'm loving where this, this is great. Going. I'm loving. Um, I'm loving this. Maybe we go um, to the next. By the way, Jacob and I just disclaimer. Um, we like Legends, but we're both big canon people too. You know. I love them um, both. I think I, th- I love. Them I love. Both, them, yeah. I love them both. <laughs> Um, Jacob and I, on one of our opinion segments, we're making it into smaller segments. Um, we actually did a question, canon or legends. I think Jacob yeah. sides with legends and I side with canon. Yeah, that's weird because I feel like um, w- when we first started having these discussions multiple years ago, it was kind of flipped. Don't okay, we got half... Um, 30 minutes. I All knew right. more about you, legends. Dan. Yes, thank you about that. Okay, um, so maybe we should move I, on to I the next I knew more topic. about legends when we first met than you did, I think. I think you still like, do, but I don't know. I just find myself but, enjoying it more nowadays. Yeah, yeah, there's things to live up both. Let's go on to our next question. What do you say? All right. Um, uh, I ha- is it your I turn or my turn? I, it was, that was your oh, turn. Oh, yeah, it's your you, turn. Okay. You did the conversation about the Jedi. I wouldn't go near that because we oh, yeah. already All right, go covered that like so much. Um, here's one that I came up with like... 20 minutes ago, um, not 20 minutes ago, it was like an hour ago, that I loved. It was, that I, when I came up with it, I was like, oh, this is a good question. Star Wars is, it has many themes to it. One of those themes is friendship. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in Star Wars about friends becoming friends, friends breaking as friends, you know, all that stuff. So um, I'd like to know in the chat, and you can grab spots as always, of course, um, what is your favorite Star Wars dynamic duo? Um, like for me, for example, I love Finn and Poe in the sequel trilogy. I was really rooting for them to get together as our first like real main film LGBTQ plus relationship in nine. I'm disappointed that they didn't, 
Um, or even that they uh, didn't get more screen time together in general. Even if they're yeah. even if, if they're just friends, if they're in a romantic yeah. relationship. By the way, like those actors, we, they had we such, got they some had stuff. We got the whole. We got the um gen, the general thing, general general in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, we we got a lot of that good stuff, and and Poe as when when as his first thing for um. The first thing um, he does after he's promoted to like basically in charge of the resistance is like, okay, Finn needs to be there with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I love. There's that scene um, in the Tie Fighter, beginning of seven. Um, uh, you know, it's um, yeah. Oh, oh, nice job, Kanata's Castle. Um, R two and three PO. Of course, that, I, w- I, I I thought this might come up, and you know. Um, go that way. You'll be malfunctioning in days, you nearsighted scrap pile. Um, my terrible C-3PO impression there. Um, but, but yes, I will concur that C-3PO and R2-D2 are like, they're up there with, uh, all the Star Wars dynamic duos. Where they're the first one we saw, um, there's that touching one, um, I know I'm referencing Rise of Skywalker a lot, but, um, there's that touching scene, um, I I uh, I do want to tell you you've been quite a friend, R two, my best one in fact. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. Which was just so touching. Um, anything about R two and three people before we go to the next one? I'm I'm um, seeing right now. They might have they might have one of the longest standing relationships in Star Wars, beside at least on screen. Maybe um, maybe a uh, Yoda and Chewbacca probably go back further, but we don't know for sure. Yeah, they have one of the longest ones, and of course and we have Chewy. Han and Chewie. Of um, course, and yeah, Han and Chewie is a classic. Um, I remember, you know, everyone was talking about, um, uh, everyone was talking about Leia's reaction to Chewie's death and Rise of Sky, and uh, not Leia's reaction to Chewie's. That's sorry, it's the other way around. Chewie's reaction to Leia's death and Rise of Skywalker. But what yeah. I kind of resonate more with that's great. But I also love. Um, Chewie's reaction to um, Han's death in Force Awakens. There's that growl, and then he just pulls out his um, uh, blast, uh, his bowcaster, and just shoots Kylo Ren. And and Han so and, 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 and and Kylo feels that bolt. Like you know what I mean? He feels it because it's out of absolute like you know um, that. There's that moment. I was just thinking about this this morning. Um, I uh, in the Star Wars holiday special, I didn't think I was gonna be bringing this up, but there's that moment. Um, we gotta bring this up. If you haven't seen it, there. Look up Han Chewy awkward hug Star Wars holiday special. Your mind will just melt because so many things are like um are um there are so many things that are awkward in that, but that's just a really weird one. There's a really weird, awkward hug with Han and Chewie and uh, in the holiday special. Yeah. But rural farm boy. Rural farm boy, yeah. This is Cassian, Cassian and, and K2SO. Another great duo. Um, I thought the, one, one of the best be... moments in the movie was when he slapped him. That was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Quite. That was actually, that was improv, wasn't that it? That was improv. Diego so he Luna. Covered, Diego Luna had to cover his face to keep from laughing. We are taking them to imprison them. <laughs> in prison. In prison. We yeah. gotta hit that maximum award count. Um, I is that meme. My thing with Cassian, um, uh, in K two S O is that my thing is like jury's still out on them because of the Cassian series. You know, Alan Tudyk's been signed on. Yeah, we're gonna see K two S O in Cassian. I guarantee you. Um, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't. This is one of my un- more unpopular Star Wars opinions. I'm not a huge fan of Rogue One myself. Um, I'm I've never been a humongous fan of Rogue One, and I it's there's that line in um, have you watched? I I'm sure you've watched it, Jacob, but maybe you haven't watched it in a while. There's the line from the honest trailer in um, for the honest trailer for Rogue One. Um, uh like um the droid with more personality than any of the human characters oh man which that's a little bit of a, honest that's a jab it's a jab but it's kind of true for me it's like none of them really have person personality for me i never really got much out of jen or cassie and or baze or Bodhi 
I got stuff out of turret, but like, you know, uh, but, uh, I, uh, quick side, uh, either of you familiar with the radio dramas? Star Wars Not radio much, dramas. actually, um, no. Um, you know, I think I might. Oh, no, he's about to pull out something. Oh, 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 Is this what are. you're talking about? I've listened to part of it. I haven't managed to finish it, but I actually found it at my grandparents' house. Oh, that's great. That's incredible. I have um here, let me let me go get something. This this was Pretty our cool. this was our quick um dressing of we we had quick I can pull out some Star Wars stuff too. I have it in the background myself, but um but yeah, he's pulling out he's pulling out the stuff. I got a I got I got also two of them on um on oh. tape, so I don't have any way to listen to these, but they're a really cool thing. Um, yeah, my grandparents gave them to me because I was like, Ooh, "Oh, that's like, awesome!" Home, listen to them. That's yeah. incredible! Wow. Yeah. Okay, touche, touche there, touche there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but K Cassie and K two, it's um, it ver uh, jury's out on this one because of the Cassian series for me. Yeah. Um, I I think they're good so far. Um, I think they're good so far. Um, and you know, um, yeah. Um, what else? That was a, that was a. I'm trying to think. I have question. kind of a, what well, it didn't, I don't think it's ever appeared on it. I know it hasn't appeared on screen actually. What about Thrawn and Eli Vanto in the new, in the canon Thrawn books that came out a couple years ago? They were a pretty That's cool an duo. Interesting one. I, I, um. They had kind of a. a lot of, like a lot of people, I've read all three. Um, they had kind uh, of like an interesting relationship because it was um, it wasn't so much just like a, a, a friendly friendship like Han and Chewbacca. It was kind of this like, it was kind of a weird. Thrawn's alliance. always a weird character to deal with socially. Yeah, it yeah it felt like a weird kind of touch and go. That's the thing about Thrawn is he's so alliance, smart yeah. that his one weakness has to be that he just does not know what to do socially. Yeah, but I guess like Eli, yeah, it's a mentor apprentice thing. What's interesting, yeah, it's a professional, as Adam says, professional relationship in a way, but they look out for each other on a personal level, yeah. I think it's interesting because ostensibly you'd think that Thrawn is the um, the, uh, the, the the mentor, and to some extent he is, but then uh, Eli Vanto is also the mentor because he's talking about, uh, he's kind of he's trying to help guide Thrawn through Thrawn the, the politics in, of the, the lower levels of the, the empire. culture, yeah. Um, yeah, because that's Thrawn's weakness. And you see, um, at the like, you know, by the time of all uh, of like um, the end of Thrawn, the first book, um, at the end of Thrawn, Thrawn doesn't need Eli around as a translator. Yeah, he, he doesn't. doesn't. Like... He is a, he understands basic just fine. Why does he keep him around? Because, well, because Eli's learned so much from him, and he can be a very helpful ally in capturing capturing um. Knight, that what's name? Knight, Knight, what? Wait, which what book? Which uh, the which book of the trilogy? First one, Thrawn. Knight, Knight Shadow, Knight Shadow. I'm gonna look it mm. up right now. I can't remember. Um, it's been too long since uh, I read those Thrawn books. Thrawn book villain. Um, Knight Shade. I think it might be Knight Shade. Um, anyone in the chat? Um, let's see. Uh, oh, those books were great though. Those books uh, were great. Actually, uh, Signy. Signy is his real name. Um, wait, nope, that's not what I'm talking, uh, Signy Thrawn. My brain's leaky too, Red 5. <laughs> um, y yeah, um, Neville Signy, he, Night Swan. Night, Night Swan. Swan. Night Swan. There we go. There we Night go. Swan. There we go. Finally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found it really interesting, um, Oh, Matias. Yes, Zeb and Callus. Matias, thank you. Thank you, Zeb and Callus. They had so yeah. much potential. I'm I'm very sad that um Okay, we won't Jacob's spoil it. Jacob's a huge Rebels fan boy. of us. I love Rebels. I'm a huge Rebels Jake, fan. Jacob's they were a still huge very Rebels good fan. pair with different personalities exactly. I'm I'm really bummed that we didn't get to see more of them. I thought that we were going to get to see I'm out. Just some go. of Agent Callus. <laughs> I thought that we were going to get to see some of Agent Callus in um in a Disney show, Disney Plus show. Yeah, what if what, what if, if they were into the Rebels follow-up show that is yeah supposed um, to be coming? 
That yeah, would be, I think that would be it, awesome. I, yeah. According to um, people at Kessel Run Transmissions, who are usually pretty accurate about stuff, you know, they predicted um, Bad Batch months before it came out through their sources. Um, they say it's coming, um, and I, hope I so. think it is I hope coming. Right. I think Filoni. I think Filoni set up the end of that show wanting to tell more, wanting to show more. I I've had uh, a I, I've had like a headcanon in my head about the first episode of that show, and it's just like the Star Destroyer coming out of hyperspace, um, uh, to to Scylla, which is the Chiss planet, um, and everyone and and the Chiss patrols looking at it, and Ezra finally waking up from like he probably got knocked out by the hyperspace jump, and he just wakes up and he goes, "What's going on, guys?" And then it flashes the title screen. Yeah, um, Matthias, yeah, exactly. If we got the two shows, that would be awesome. Another yeah. potential duo that I would love to see more of that kind of got set up is Sabine and Ahsoka after Return yes. of the Jedi. That could be great. Um, Season three or two. Two of my... Those, two those, are, little... those are two of my favorite I think Ahsoka's characters. in two. I'm not sure if Sabine would be in two. In, in The Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. I think it has the potential for season for... three. Yeah. I was hoping for an image show because we see that Sabine kind of has like is kind of defined by like her um in Rebels she's defined partly by like her rebelliousness and her um her kind of like the youthful qualities because she's pretty much like in her late teens where she's like yeah yeah she's rebellious um irreverent. My thing is if we see Ahsoka in so, like how does that play out when too. she's a little a little older like mid twenties yeah. late twenties you know I that yeah. that would that would blow me away. Definitely, and you know, I can never like the fandom can't seem to get enough of Ahsoka, like fan favorite oh, character. No, she um Ahsoka's been. I I think Ahsoka's in two. I'm not sure about Sabine, and my thing is Kanata Castle. I was just about to get to that actually. Oh my gosh, if Ahsoka um, met Luke, that yeah. would be mind blowing. That think, would be amazing. I I think thank you. Red I think Five there's Mom. a decent chance, and I hope this is happening. I think season three of The Mandalorian, we have a good chance of seeing Luke. Um, I think it would be really cool if we saw Luke in Mandalorian season three because Imagine. Um, it, it, it would be great, you know, but, uh, and yeah, my thing is like in season two, we get um, Ahsoka and Boba Fett. In season three, we get Luke, Sabine, and Ochi of Bestoon, but that's the first one. Ochi of Bestoon. Um, no, seriously, yeah. they could work it in in a really interesting way, but I'll- Yeah, I'll that's true. Back. They probably could. I, I digress. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's two right now. That's two. We got it. We're, we're doing good. Shows, yeah, it's funny. We kind of looped. We looped back around to talking about shows that we want to see. <laughs> it, this is um, how Star Wars is connected in all those ways. It's great. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Let's let's go to another question. Um, you go to another topic. Okay, fifteen minutes. Thank you, Dan. All right. Uh, yeah. Actually, I like one of your questions. I'm asking one of your questions if you don't right. mind. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually combining a question um, that I prepared and a question that you prepared. All right, go for it. Um, I prepared a question, which was what Star Wars character should get their own movie and why? And you said who's the most underappreciated Star Wars character. Uh, so we can kind of, yeah, let's combine those. So we can combine those. Like, what underappreciated Star Wars character can get a movie? Now, I'm going to forbid myself from saying the obvious choice for me, um, which is OG of Bestoon. But I... Uh, <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna forbid myself from saying that, and I'm going to go with um uh. You know what I really want to see? We got a bit of this in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, um, and I really want to see more of this. Let's see um Luke and Lor Santeca. Um, Luke and Lor Santeca. Lor Santeca was the guy Awakens. in the hut at the beginning yes. of the Force Awakens. Pre Force Awakens, as seen as the in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, Luke and Santeca went on a lot of adventures together um they did really for force relics and there was this thing in the poe dameron comic where he had this thing called the there was this stone i forget what it is called the lore sent i'm gonna look this up this, if anyone knows what i'm ta talking about lore santeca poe dameron stone there what did the uh, what did the had. stone do why why did they it need it represented the balance between light and dark future eli here um I was looking up this on Wikipedia afterwards, and it is indeed called the Kazarath. Um, so yeah, back to the episode. Oh wow, that's was, uh, I, that's I, a lot I, for a stone. Uh, it's a very um, 
Yeah. If anyone knows what Kazar, I think it's called the Kazarath device. I'm not. I might be making that device. Um, I I think it's called the Kazar. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at on Wikipedia for the term Kazarath. Um, I think that's what it's called. I'm not sure if anybody knows what I'm talking about. It's from the Poe Dameron comic. Um, wow, my thing is getting really laggy right now. Um, okay. Uh, it's from the Poe Dameron comic. Do you want me to... It, okay. Yeah, it's from the Poe Dameron comic. I think it's called the Kazarath device. Um, but anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, Luke and Lord Santeca searching for relics. We saw it also a little bit um, in, in the campaign of Battlefront 2. Where Luke found that thing on Pilio. The with, vault? Like the Emperor's in, vault yeah, thing? The that vault on Pilio. Um Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um I I'm not a real farm boy. I'm not a huge comic guy too. I just like I hear stuff about the comics and so I just kind yeah. of like You know, I love the comics, but they're so complicated. Like I feel like I can't make I can't make sense yeah. of them like but in my room you... I have two different comics and they're both called Darth Vader number one and they're both canon they're what like, is that about uh he gets the compass to find Octo yes um uh it's a hard it it's a hard um it's a hard name to spell um but anyway uh Jacob underappreciated Star Wars character that you think should get a series <laughs> I don't know if Mine this is about a character tech. per se, but I would love, given that we've seen the success of The Mandalorian, I think a show about some old some old aspect of The Mandalorians, like in Legends so of like the, the, the Crusaders show? and the Neo Crusaders. Or maybe maybe like, like, the, um, like the, the rise like the of the peaceful Mandalorians. Like yeah, yeah, like Rebels three, Season Rebel 3. Uh, Tar Vizsla with the drawing thing that was really awesome and... Yeah, um, just like something like that. Well, I think that I, would be cool. Mandalorians are I think awesome. It would be, I think it would be really interesting. I'm, I, I think you're probably a bigger Mandalorian fan than I am. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Mandalorian fan. It's just not what I'm crazy about. I'm crazy about like the, um, if any of you know, um, Alden Diaz, uh, Octo Radio, um, he what he calls the swords and sorcery aspect of Star Wars, which is like the Force stuff, but. Yeah, I can I can see some Mandalorians. Yes, Red Five Mom Castle. says um, the Jedi Mando connections would be a good story to explore. Wow, I didn't yes, even. I yeah, did. you're right. You're totally right. The Tom Jedi and the Mandalorian. The first Mandalorian. Why did the Jedi? Jedi what? Yeah. It, my Why do the Jedi is, hate like, each other? This would be a cool twist. I'd like to see. Um. So maybe it's revealed in the show. Um. It maybe it's revealed in that like um uh. Maybe it's revealed in like the movie. I will roll for him, um, boy. I will. Yeah, I'm. Uh, maybe it's revealed in that movie. Um, maybe it's revealed in that movie or TV show that the dark saber actually is not just like a ceremonial thing. Maybe it actually has special attributes to it. I think that'd be really cool. Like, um, yeah. What do you think about that idea of like the dark saber having special um, attributes? That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea for me. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. We're thank good. you, Dan. Um, thanks, Dan. Uh, yeah. Um, anyone else grab a spot or talk about um about an underappreciated Star Wars character that should get their own movie? I feel um, like maybe th this. I don't want to derail the conversation. I feel like maybe movies. I feel like as we've been discussing, we've been more drawn towards shows. And I think maybe movies aren't the best format moving forwards, given the mixed maybe, results that we've had so far we'll with Solo. Maybe we'll change the question. Maybe we'll change the question. Babu Frick. <laughs> yeah, Babu Frick. We need a Babu Frick movie right now. What about um, a planet and, full of, like, Babu Frick people? And there needs imagine. to be a game. No, there needs to be a game with um A miniseries, yeah. With the, with the Babu Frick miniseries or movie, either way. There needs to be a game where you take a shot every single time... Uh, they say, um, uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, yeah. and Zelens, is that what Babu Freak is? Um, and Zelens. Uh, yeah, I think that's right, yeah. Uh, let's see, and Zelens. Yeah, and Zelens. Diminutive, yeah. Yeah. We need to well, what see, about, like... Um, what about, um, what's the guy, uh, in the, um... 
D Squad in the Clone Wars. Mieber oh, Gascon. Mieber Gascon. Very nice reference right he's there. He's tiny, but he's like, he has a um, big personality. Him and Whack, um, especially in that first, um, him and Whack 47, especially in that first episode is hilarious. Zilkin. Mieber Gascon is a Zilkin. Which I actually find hilarious, because that's, a Zilkin might be like a species of an alien from like, a Star Trek or something like that. Um, interesting, a squadrons type pilot show. Um, inter a show about, show about pilots. pilots. Yeah, hey, that would be um, amazing because Red Five Mom, Kanata's Castle. Um, not to der derail anything and not to burst your bubble or anything, but um, I know we don't have something like completely about that. But Resistance, Star Wars Resistance, is a lot about pilots. Um, yeah, and it's and it's much better than everyone gives it, gives it credit for. I um, think, yeah, we need more. Yeah, I think um, something that would be great would be like, what about a show about the rebels? Like, what about a show about Red Squadron or a show about some rebel or Imperial Squadron where the main cast of characters is like the, the squadron. Rogue squadron, like the X Wing books from Legends. Yeah, or like um, the um, the, I have this amazing Legends comic book. Um, I can see it sitting on my desk. It's amazing. It, and it's all about um, like the dy the dynamics of the um, of the crew members and the, them going on the, the, this important mission, and it's just fantastic. So I think something like that would be really yeah, I great. Think it's uh, like Jake a good format were, to pursue. Jake and I were talking on a recent episode, actually, about Resistance that we recorded. We haven't posted this one yet, but we will soon about yeah. Resistance. And Jacob was like correctly identifying. Oh wait, this is one of the only Star Wars major things right now we have without force users yeah um, so that'd be interesting see it, it from the perspective of someone who's has no see see like like we've gotten glimpses where of this, the magic really an entire is actually show. in the technology not yeah. in the um yeah uh, i'm very excited coming? to the yeah i'm very excited for squadrons i'm, I'm much more too. excited now than um i was a couple months ago because uh because lego star wars and skywalker saga which I'm more excited for isn't interfering with it, um, uh, but rip, uh, rip, um, uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Um, we're gonna have to wait till spring for that, which is sad. But the trailer was awesome, so I'll, it's worth. I think it'll be worth the wait. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, one final. I, I have one final have, question. We have like what five minutes. We have five minutes. Yeah, left. we have five minutes. Um, one final question, and um, Jacob, you're familiar with this question because I've asked it about as much as you've asked. Um, what about the legacy of the Jedi? Um, so I've asked it a lot, and I know you've had to put up with this question a lot, and I'm gonna ask it more because I love this question. Okay. Um, I'd love to hear in the chat or grabbing spots either way about um. There's a there's a famous quote by George Lucas in the making of Episode One. Again, it's like poetry, so if they rhyme, mm -hmm. every stanza kind of rhymes with the last one. Hopefully it'll work. Um, and I love that. It's my favorite quote about the production of Star Wars by far, because it happens so much. You know, we see there's so many You see, so like, the callbacks and, and the references. In not only just movies, but TV, too. You know, there's that scene in the Zygeria arc um, with the, the slavery arc, where... Anakin does the wave to R2 like this, you know what I'm talking about? Which mirrors Luke doing the same in Return of the Jedi. Um, wow, I didn't even catch that. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a there's a video which is like a compilation of all of them, but I'd love to hear everyone in the chat or just your, your Jacob, one of your favorite, um, it's like poetry, you know, it rhymes moments. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting, that's a, that's a good the, question. The Jedi um, Temple Sith Temple one you were going to do from, you did the other day? Yeah, okay. Um, so the, one of my favorite moments um, is uh, when Ahsoka Tano um, leaves the Jedi Order originally um, in the Clone Wars. It's very sad. And uh, we have the final shot of her walking down the steps and her head disappears below and she, she goes away and it's really sad. And then in Star Wars Rebels, in the season two finale, after the temple blows up and, Darth, and you see a shot of the Darth Malachi Vader temple. walking out of the temple. And then in the background... If you look closer, you see Ahsoka, and she's kind of has a little bit of glowing white stuff around her, and she's walking down the steps deeper yep. into the Sith Temple. Um, clearly, that doesn't mean she's she's going to the dark side. That's just that's just self evident in Ahsoka's 
character arc so far as we know it. But that really um that really resonates with me because I I was I grew very attached to Ahsoka by that point from the Clone Wars and from the season two of Rebels. So that was a cool moment for me. And I'm wondering because we see that Ahsoka is um re kind of reinducted, maybe not formally, but she considers herself a Jedi at least. Because when Rey says, Enough. I am all the Jedi, in the Rez Skywalker right before that. That includes Ahsoka. Yeah, we, see, we hear Ahsoka's voice. So maybe that has something to do with the first moment when she's walking down the steps away from the Jedi Order. Maybe My after she is, gets defeated by Darth Vader, she realizes that she needs to go back to the Jedi. I don't know. I don't know, My, but it's a great moment. My thing about that is Ahsoka it historically has been seen walking down a lot of things. You know, she walks down the steps of the... Um, well, you're right. The um, first shot we see of her when she's introduced her, to the story is walking off the fume, ramp of the, the shuttle. Walking down the ramp of the shuttle. Like walking and then down we see the ramp. that same thing happen again with Bo-Katan in the, at the beginning of the Siege of Mandalore. Walking wow. down the steps. And then she does it again with the Jedi Temple and the Sith Temple, right? Yeah, and those are all like... Plot twist. In Mandalorian Season 2, first appearance of Ahsoka is Ahsoka walking up something. I don't know. I don't want it to sound like we're grasping at straws here, but I think that, no, that might, I just think you might be, be really on to something cool. there. Um, I'd grab ring a theory moments. Ring theory moments. I love ring theory. The ring theory is the idea that Star Wars is connected like a ring. So not like, like one and four, not one and four, not one, four and seven and two, five and eight, three, six and nine, but one and nine, two and eight, three and seven, four and six. And then I Red five. In there. Can you give me? I'm not familiar with the Ring Fury. Can you give us some examples, maybe? It was set up before the sequels. It was set up before the sequels, but I'm sure there was other like. Yeah. Like for I can't example, think of any in both Ring one and nine, Palpatine does a significant deal to rise to power. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, There's he kind of is kind of he's kind of coming out. Okay. Yep, we're we're getting time. There's one final time. example right. I was just thinking, which was that one minute. there's both a temp there's a temptation to the dark side in both um two and eight and um destroy the destroying the dark side, but not actually, but with Kylo and Ray and um All right. and yeah. Diego Anakin. But we gotta awesome. wrap up. Right, we're so it up. Thanks everyone for coming to the panel. This was so much fun. This will be posted as an episode um in a galaxy on friday um and so thanks so much guys yeah thank you so much um oh, oh yeah quick reminder um uh, donate if check you out can, our if you anchor want. link check out donate our to the link. uh the um the the, the make a wish It'll... um the get vocal is uh matching your donations yeah eli um do you want to drop the uh the link in again awesome yep, yeah we'll... donate um yeah check us out on anchor hello everyone this is a pre-recorded segment for in a galaxy because of force fest and all of that stuff we are pre-recording our this month for our uh weekly segment one one quarter, quarter portion that will be synced up uh, don't worry about it sorry, my um, my timing was off don't worry i i wasn't giving you good signaling anyway uh this Doesn't month matter. september 2020 september the month that some people are going back to school work and all of that kind of stuff the work you know, all of that sort of thing. And um, this month, we're going to give you our Star Wars sort of recommendations and all of that stuff. Um, the only rule for this, of course, we forgot to mention this last month. The only rule for this month is that the thing we're talking about cannot be released in the last 14 days to avoid spoilers and all of that kind of stuff. So, Jacob, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay. See what you got. Here we go. So... In honor of, hmm, I wonder, the biggest thing coming out in Star Wars this year, in honor of The Mandalorian Season 2, my this month recommendation is Chapters 7 and 8 of The Mandalorian called The Reckoning and Redemption. Um, you know, they're such good episodes. Both are directed by Rick, uh, not Rick Fahmy, uh, Deborah Chow and Taika Waititi. Um, they're both such great episodes, and they really, like, give a lot of clues as to what we could see in Season 2, and as to what we, you know, um, it's about the quest of the Mandalorian and Cara Dune and Baby Yoda and Queel and IG-11, 
at, to help Grief Karga rid um, Navarro of the Imperial Remnant. Um, and so that's my recommendation. Awesome. So um, my recommendation is a little different. It is a, a, a Legends comic book. Really um, interesting. Yes, it's um. Let's see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the name. I have it here. It's in the uh star. It's in the Marvel Epic Collection, The Rebellion. I believe it's called a uh, In the Shadow of Yavin. I think it's also called like. It's just called Star Wars Number One, Two, etc. And it follows this legend story of not only Darth Vader trying to track down Luke Skywalker, but Luke, but Leia um taking Luke and some other uh, Red Squadron pilots and forming a um forming a, a secret stealth squadron that morphs later on into rogue squadron in order to try and find a spy and find a, a new um a new home for the rebellion following the battle of yavin it's really interesting um it, it is legends but nevertheless i really i really enjoyed it the um it, it, it just gives this great feel um throughout it when the, like they keep showing up at somewhere and then the empire will show up right like a minute after it just gives this amazing feel of like the i guess so like how desperate the rebellion feels like to to try and hide and how fragile it feels so I, I really like it really quite interesting um yeah, there's all interesting guess, stuff yeah i guess that's all for this segment of uh this month um we'll be back next week with our next segment for the for one Quarter. Quarter portion. portion.